Well, good morning, everybody. Happy Sunday to you. It's coffee break time. Uh, I'm Spencer Campbell. Uh, you might know me under the name Gila RPGs. Uh, coffee break is an opportunity every Sunday for me to hang out with my good friends in the RPG scene and just hang out and chat uh, about whatever we feel like talking about. And this week, I'm very excited to have the wonderful Nevin Holmes here with me. Uh, Nevin. Hello. Hi. Who are you? Tell tell the folks at home or on stream who you are. Me? Yeah, you. Who am I? Uh, gee, I hadn't prepped for this. Um, <laughs> hi, uh, my name's Nevin. I use they, he pronouns. I am a queer tabletop role-playing game designer based out of Central Texas. Uh, you might know me from uh, but, uh, da, 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 Gun and Slinger is a game I made. It's pretty cool. As we both hold up the book in perfect sync. Um, <clears throat> I'm a creator gun and slinger. I've done a lot of uh, game analysis stuff on YouTube. You might know Indie Bytes. Um, I've done some freelance pieces for Dicebreaker that I'm really proud of. Um, <clears throat> and I have a little game called Justicar coming to Start Kicker uh, at the end of March. And that's me. Hi. I'm very excited about Justicar. Uh oh. I'm getting a signal that my internet connection is unstable. It's connecting. It's oh, yeah. good. It looks a little chunky. It's a little chunky. It'll it'll unchunk itself hopefully here in a second. Um, I'm very excited to talk about Justicar. Um, I'm excited to talk about Gut and Slinger. We were just talking about Gut and Slinger right before this. Just talking about mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. life of being a, an indie RPG designer and all the talk, talk... <coughs> all the good stuff. Talking about, about people DMing us. Right. DMing with rules questions or inquiries just like thank you so much but it was good. you you gave the really good advice of just don't let people dm you anymore <laughs> yeah <laughs> and all, all, all honestly i'm gonna come out the gate swinging on this one uh if you are a game designer or a human being that uses discord or twitter uh turn off dms from people that aren't on your friends list just do it <laughs> it makes it a better safer space I was I, like, Nevin said that to me minutes ago, and it just like unlocked something in my brain because I was saying every time I get some message, some fucking message from somebody that drives me just off, just bonkers. Like, I it's a bad brain day, right? Like my day is bombed because of that, and I should just, just not let that. You can just deny it. <laughs> <laughs> you can just keep it from happening, like at all. Adam Bell is it's encouraging great. us to, to DM him, so we should do that. Everybody DM Adam Bell and congratulate him on uh, Legend Has It funding, which I think just funded this morning. So everybody go do that. Uh, excellent. Well, I just DM'd him good morning. Oh, good, so. good, 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 good. Uh, hell yeah. So I've been, you know, I want to talk about Just a Car a lot just because I'm excited about this project. But I was just thinking, you know, before this about... Like, first time, I, I like for these to, like, I like to think about first time I've met or talked to the person that I'm sitting down with. And I think you're one of the people that I've known the longest in this scene. Um, I think so, too. Yeah, I think we we both kind of started around the same time, I think. Right. And or I, close to it. Around the, around the same time. And I just remember us talking early on and having very similar brains about things or like 
uh, interest in going like, okay, I found somebody. I found somebody who is yeah, like Yeah, we me. have, um, <clears throat> what was it we were saying? Uh, we're design doppelgangers. Yes, yes, exactly. So yeah, I feel like, and I think it was through the Brain Trust Discord that maybe we met. Yeah, I, I so. posted in the, <clears throat> back in the very, very early days of, of working on Gun and Singer, I posted in the Brain Trust Discord. I was like, hey, I'm working on the, this game. It's uh, weird and about some, can I swear? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's about some fucked up uh, gun stuff. Uh, who wants to take a look at it and talk to me about it? And then you were like, you say, did you say fucked up gun stuff? <laughs> tell me more. <laughs> tell me, tell me more. Uh, and then we hit it off when we talked about it. It was, it was good. It was very good. Um, so yeah, I, I, we, I think, yeah, we absolutely kind of came up around the same time. There is, mm -hmm. I was talking with Ray about this. Shit, did I talk to Ray last week or the week? I think it was last week. Uh, or maybe, I don't even know who I talked to anymore, Nevin. My mind is broken. But I know that I was talking to somebody how there's like a, <laughs> a, a, a like an influx of us that all kind of started. It feels like about two years ago. It feels like there's this giant wave of about two years I ago. Wonder, I, wonder, I wonder why. What I wonder if there's any, it? like, I wonder if there are any world events that could be related to something like this. What year is it? 2022? Two years ago? I don't know. I don't think anything was going on. I'm not like a historian or anything, so I couldn't possibly answer the question. Uh, but something, some magical confluence of events brought about a wave of us two years ago. Uh, magical is a word for it. <laughs> it's the, very much the wrong word for it. Absolutely not the right word. Not the one I would use. <laughs> Yeah, Adam Bell, that is when CERN opened. When CERN opened and began its particle accelerator experiments, uh, that's when uh, those particles collided and it activated designer brains in a select few across the, the world. And there we go. That's yep. the event. Yep. That's it. Oh, the particles that they were colliding are these particles called D20s. Mm. Love the sound of dice clacking and colliding against <laughs> each other. Let's get some of that. At the speed of light. <laughs> <laughs> Floating chair um, is here, who's redeemed a clover cam. I, I do apologize. I should have warned. She's downstairs. Like, oh, she, has, she wants nothing to do with me right now. <laughs> but if she does come oh. upstairs, I will put her on camera. Have you ever used a single D20 in one of your game designs? I don't think you. I don't think any of your games use a D twenty. No, not a single okay. one does. <laughs> neither, neither do I. Wow. Yeah, I don't think so. I can't. I don't even think there's like a weird scenario where I'm like, use this to track something or. Nope. No. No. Nope. Never use the D twenty. Nope. Which like it. I'm not saying anything about the D twenty or anything, but I've never used one, and all my games are good, so um you you make the connect you you connect those dots viewer you know all. what they say correlation is in fact causation you know what i just finished teaching my stat students that and they really appreciated it <laughs> <laughs> oh my god there's an easy explanation for everything find what it's related to 100 percent of people who drink water do die it'll happen so you know yeah Jesus. Yeah. So what are we here to talk about today? I don't today? even know what we're here to talk about. <laughs> but yeah. I feel like I feel like every podcast I come on is 
I turn it into it's like a very respectable podcast, and I turn it into the most bullshit podcast on earth. I I really appreciate the like even just alluding to the idea that this is a respectable <laughs> podcast in any way. I assume it's respectable. People show up, right? People do tend to show up. People do tend to show up. We tend to talk about things. <laughs> Perfect. I'm wonderful. It's great. So what are we talking about? Well, I don't know. I mean, you've got this cool, cool game called Justicar coming up. I think we should definitely talk about Justicar for sure. Absolutely. Um, do you want to just jump into that right now? Or do you want to like... Is there something else oh. burning at the top of your brain that you're like, actually, Spencer, I got to get this out of my head right now. We have floating chairs pointing out that we didn't talk about the coffee. Oh, sh- duh. See what I mean? I come up, I show up, and I throw everything out the window. Wow. It's gone. We got to just shut the whole thing down. Uh, <laughs> coffee break, <laughs> the show where people talk about things. Tell, tell us about your beans, Spencer. Uh, the beans inside this cup come from Metropolis. It is a local Chicago roastery, not grindery, as I told Nevin earlier this morning. Uh, but is grindery fact, is something else. <laughs> it is in fact called a roastery, uh, and that's where my beans are from. Uh, how about you, Nevin? Today, uh, I am drinking a delicious sparkling americano. Um, the beans are from New Orleans, a brewery called Congregation brewery a a grinder <laughs> called congregation this is their gallop uh came to me from drink trade go to drinktrade.com slash gila rpgs to get 20 percent off your first order god wouldn't that be amazing if that just worked if you say something it'll just happen so wait this is a sparkling americano so you what is what, yeah so you just have it's like instead of water it's like tonic water i use topo chico for mine uh... So it's oh. it's an espresso made with those beans, um, some lemon juice, like a, a little spritz of it. Okay. Um, usually I would use like uh, orange, like a slice of orange that I squeeze in and then drop in. Um, but I'm out of oranges. Um, then some sprigs of thyme. Usually I would use basil uh, and some Topo Chico and ice. That sounds amazing. That sounds it's, so it's, good. <laughs> It's really good. Here's the thing. I learned about these, like, I learned about espresso and tonics. One from Adam Vass right. and two from, uh, like, my favorite local coffee shop that I can't go to anymore because it's too far from where I live. Oh. Um, and I was like, these are so good. You can do them with cold brew. It tastes a little different, obviously. But with the way that all the flavors interact, it kind of tastes pretty similar. Um, and my brother-in-law got me, uh, a baby's first espresso machine. Mm. Um, and I was like, oh, I can just make these whenever I want. So I bought a shitload of Topo Chico and now I can just have them whenever I want. It's great. I should do that. You know, I, I don't branch out very much with my coffee. I enjoy coffee, but I also just, I consume it for the practicality of it allowing me to be a human being but like on the weekends i have the time to like treat exactly myself to make something nicer and i don't and i should i um i i specifically moved away from like the drip pour machines mm. 
like the Mr. Coffees and stuff like that. I moved away from those because I always produce the same amount, same kind of coffee. And it's always like, uh, it could be better. Right. It's fine. It does the job. Right. Um, but I started doing pour overs mm. uh, and like um, Chemex style stuff. And it's, it's a little more effort. It takes a little more time, but like the result is much tastier. Yeah. And you have like more control over it. It's, small small things that make the morning routine just like a little bit better so I, I get a nice little treat every morning and then on weekends i get these and it's great that's such a sometimes i'll idea. sometimes i'll make one like the night before and take it to work mm. <clears throat> and the orange gets like a, a longer amount of time to like infuse yeah. basically uh, it's it's really good You've you've unlocked something for me here, Nevin. I think I'm gonna start doing some weekend treating myself and go back to like because I used to do that. I used to take the time to to make things and to listen to me whine. To listen to you whine and, and, and adapt based off of what I've learned from you, and and I stopped doing that. <laughs> and now I have to. Do There's it your problem. <laughs> I should have never stopped listening to you, Nevin. <laughs> That's exactly it. Ooh, cat's got it's it's very good. Coffee. Ooh, that sounds really good. Ew, I just dumped two different flavors of Capri Sun into a cup with ice. <laughs> I actually, I don't know why. I say Hell that. That yeah! That sounds great. <laughs> We're gaming. We are gaming here. Ooh, there's a lot of people drinking some yummy stuff here in chat. Some good job, chat. Nothing but respect to my chat. I've got a. Uh... I have not, despite Adam Vass's multiple times advocating for it, I've never done the lemonade espresso thing. Bruh. I, I've still never Bruh. done it. I know you're that... Either gonna you're, you're, you're either going to love it or you're going to hate it. Okay. And here's the thing. I think if you like espresso and tonics, or like sparkly Americanos, whatever you want to call them, you'll like the, the, uh, the coffee lemonade uh you don't need to do espresso with it you can do cold brew okay um so it's and it's straight up just half and half um right. and you can add a little bit of sugar if you want to but it's it's good that's another one of my favorites i have a big ass container of cold brew in the fridge so i can just i have it on tap right <laughs> i gotta go grocery shopping today anyway so maybe uh, I, i'll get some lemonade maybe i'll get some stuff for making cold brew just to have it. Because I have the Do espresso it. stuff. So I want to try making it with the espresso and lemonade. And then also... So wait. Oh, oh, here's a practicality question. Which... Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, I understand that the cold brew is going to be cold when you mix it with the lemonade. And it'll be a cold drink. But like... Do you mix hot espresso with cold lemonade and create a lukewarm drink, or do you? Cool anytime that I do, <clears throat> anytime that I do that, I like put ice in the cup first. I see. So ice, espresso, then the mix-in. That's gotcha. how I do it with the ENT. All right, all right. This has been enlightening. This has been very good. And there's. A I lot hate to. I. <clears throat> I hate to admit it, but I've become a. I've become that coffee bitch. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm I'm such a creature of habit and routine that like it's hard for me to get out of it to try these other things. But mm, once yeah. I do it and I like it, that will then become my routine, and I will become addicted to that thing. <laughs> so, exactly. So do so do it, you coward. I just have to do it. I just have to stop <laughs> being a, a big baby about it and do it. <laughs> Sweet. 
So that's the coffee talk. There we go. Now we can move on to the next part of Coffee Break, which if you look at the little thing, is coffee plus RPG. Now, now we're allowed to talk about RPGs. Okay, we can talk about RPGs now. Let me pull up my Justicar game text. Um, <laughs> do you want me to just send you a link? Uh, yeah, you can send me a link. Is it to, like, the Kickstarter, or is it to... Well, this is to the Google Doc for for your eyes only. Oh, okay. So I'll only look at this. Uh, let me make sure that I open this in such a way that it does not open up for everybody. <laughs> and then there's the, the Kickstarter follow link. So we're going to be talking about the very good Justicar, uh, which is a tabletop role-playing game of drama, mystery, and justice. It is a dramatized courtroom RPG inspired by, like, Phoenix Wright, My Cousin Vinny, Legally Blonde... 12 Angry Men, um, <clears throat> that one episode of Psych, where they do a, a courtroom thing, um, you name it. Um, it's it's good. It's good. I'm glad Legally can... Blonde is, a, is one of the touchstones. It has become an increasingly big part <laughs> of my life, actually, Legally Blonde. Le- Here's the thing. Legally Blonde, problematic as fuck, but also extremely good. It is... It is our problematic fave. My partner is uh, directs the choirs at a high school, and they did Legally Blonde as the musical years back. That's amazing. And I, I love the musical. I didn't so know good. it I've was seen a it musical. Once. I'd only seen they, the movie. The, the musical is technically a sequel to Legally Blonde 2. Well, now my mind is blown, and now I don't even understand what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> But our our apartment was filled with the legally blonde blo- legally blonde soundtrack for a long it's time. Good. It's it was, good. It was great. I, I had a great time doing it. And then it actually became inspiring enough that I was like, oh, there's a part of this that I could use in one of my classes to teach the concept of the scientific method. And so, legally blonde. You see, is, that's the thing. It's just it's in my life it's, now. It's good. Um, I don't think I'm putting le- legally blonde as a touchstone in the game, but I might. Now you're gonna have to. I'm going to have to. Um, but yeah, it's uh, completely diceless, completely GMless. It's like a guided role play experience. In it, you. It's essentially two phases of play. Uh, the first one being set up. So, like, you make the case, you make the characters, and then you actually play through the trial itself. The whole goal of the game is to figure out the truth of the mystery and the crime that you've crafted so there's when you're going through setup you intentionally leave blanks you leave plot holes you and you make like a a crime web like a conspiracy board that sits on the table in front of you and you use sticky notes and note cards and red string and tape and you draw all these connections as you play through the case then you hit like <clears throat> I'm still working on some aspects of the design. It was originally you question three suspects and then you decide what the truth is. Um, and I'm actually trying to figure out a way for it to be more self-paced than that. So instead of just like you have to question everybody, it's you're filling up a clock. And when that clock is full, the big revelation happens, or or the the deliberation scene happens. Okay. Um, because I just I think that'll be more interesting. 
Um, but as it is right now, like that's the game. You you play through the case, you draw the connections, and then as players, you step out of character and you go, okay, so what do we think the truth is and how do we want to put a bow on this story? And then you jump back in character, you f- you act out the rest of the story, and then you're done. I love that idea of like jumping in and out of character, like working together as a table as like part of the process. It's 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 a thing of yes, we are these characters and we're trying to reach some sort of satisfying conclusion to this case, but also like we're people at the table and we should like talk about what does that mean to have a satisfying story that we've told and the case reaching its like satisfying ending is awesome. Um you've um I know you've been working on Justicar for a little while. I remember you talking about it a while ago. Is it is the iteration that it's on right now largely what it was when you were first working on it, or is this sort of a, a whole new version of it? I I would say it's pretty much completely different. Mm. Um <laughs> in like some very real ways. So when Justicar was first crafted, it was much different. I think I made the first version of it maybe two years ago at this point. Um, and I created it because a friend of mine, uh, reached out to me and was like, Hey, I'm doing a final, um, I'm doing a wrap up session for my campaign, uh, of like a spirit of 70 spirit of 88 or something like that. It was like a, a punk, like a pulpy noir campaign that he was doing and he was like i'm doing a wrap-up session and it's going to be a courtroom case do you want to be the judge in that courtroom case and i was like i'll do you one better i'll make a game um because <laughs> this was like back when i was pumping out games like nobody's nobody's business right um so i made a game and it used like it used hold and it didn't have the same level of like story creation because he had like the details. He had a specific right. case that was going to be what I was overseeing. Um, and it worked a lot when we played a lot of the stuff got ignored. Um, but I was like, there's, there's bones here. Uh Oh, uh Oh, we got bones. Oh no. Um, you know what I mean? Whenever, a ge- whenever a game concept that you just kind of slap together has bones, that's a problem because now, now you have to make it. It has. You um, simply must make it. You can't have skeletons in your closet. Those bones are going to live in the closet. You simply can't. Why do you think Skittles is hanging out right there? <laughs> a constant um, reminder. So, so I made the version two over the course of like a month, um, and I play tested that with. Uh, Adira Slattery, Lino, and uh, John Geary. Mm. Um, and that ripped. It was very good. There were some, it, it, it was much better, but there were still like, why am I using hold? Why are we asking questions in these ways? Um, and now I've got version three, which is completely different. Um, it, it really leans into things and it really leans into the aspect of like, you are players narrating these characters. It's very much about like, I mean, you can, you can see in the doc, if you scroll through, there's a lot of sections in here that are like, this is like opposed characters, not opposed players, guides on conducting scenes, things like palette and character creation and talking about who has control of what characters. Um, because it's example board that's, that you've got here. 
I can again. That's the one from the. Yeah. That's the one from the from the the playtest. That was the first one. You can totally show that. Oh, Um, I wasn't sure if you wanted me to. That that you can absolutely show. Gotcha. Let me actually see if I can find the bigger image for you while you vamp for me for a little bit. (laughs) Well, so this is like this is really interesting to me. We were having I was having a discussion yesterday about. Was it yesterday? Again, time means nothing to me. But, like, um, games that are these sort of, like, largely just creative spaces where you're, you're collaboratively telling a story, um, I think sometimes folks can find them overwhelming. Um, the example that yes. I always use is uh, in my Psych of RPGs class, um, I would teach my students... I would have them do... Um, play fiasco and Mm -hmm. because it's gmless and so they we don't need to train a gm to do it and the first scene the like uh like okay so go ahead and start is like there's this real long awkward pause of everybody being like what i could do anything i can say anything um But it absolutely. But just from like flipping through here and from talking to you, it sounds like you've got structure in here that like helps onboard people into that process, which can be wildly terrifying on its own. Yeah, it's. I definitely noticed a consistent thing throughout the play tests where the setup, everyone like understands the setup and totally gets it, and it makes perfect sense. Um. But then when you get to actual role play, when it's time for that first scene, like people really kind of stop and start and try to figure it out. Um, uh, content warning for this. Uh, oh. murder, <laughs> murder, <laughs> sex toys, and drugs. Excellent. Um, but you can see on here, like we, we put everything together um, and the setup order is still very much the same. You create the case. Like the first thing that you do is you set up your palette your your tonal touchstones and and guidance basically um then you decide what the crime is in our case it was just a murder as you can see our our victim oz esperon is fucking dead very um then you create like the bigger picture which is like what's the real truth here what's the deeper secret um and then you work together to create your witnesses who that will be played by the stand um and you create the judge the prosecution and the defense and then you lay everything out on here and you create your evidence everybody at the table creates two pieces of evidence and then the prosecution and defense draft the evidence so they take turns picking a piece of evidence for them to use every piece of evidence has a flaw uh the better the piece of evidence is, the bigger the flaw has to be. So, like, here we've got, um, da, 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 which one was it? We've got the text messages between Wolf, the suspect, and the victim. And the flaw here is that you don't have authorization to get the messages, but you have them. So oh, that leads man. in on like, <laughs> how do I bring this in without being incriminated? It's it's all about the ways that drama like melds and comes together. Once you've got that, you create connections between each of the aspects 
or not each of them. So you create a connection from you to two others. So it's it's not illustrated as well in this one because it wasn't as fleshed out in this specific playtest. Um, but it's like, okay, so there's a connection from uh, from Delphine Rozik to the judge and to the suspect and like, what is that connection? Mm. Um, and then you create a connection between two separate things. So like I tie a suspect to a piece of evidence or I tie two other characters together. Um, it's very, very cool. We had some awesome stuff in the most recent play test ended up being like a really zany space <laughs> courtroom. So we just like went fucking gonzo with it. Um, and there was a piece of evidence. There was a piece of evidence that was the smoking gun and it, ended up being like a sentient gun um <laughs> and it had a connection to a witness that was they dated yes <laughs> um the judge who i was playing had a connection to the prosecution that was they matched on space tinder so like you can you can really just put whatever in these and it is always great this is this is fantastic i I just like rambled about the setup for like an hour. But no, I mean I just I'm having fun looking around at all of the all of these pieces. The very I'm gonna I'm gonna put us back on here if I can pull this off. Oh, this oh is, yeah. This is and lot. the last thing that you do once you've done the connections is everybody asks a question. Okay. Um It's it's very good. And those questions are like you wanna try and answer those through play if you can. Um, I'm actually thinking of using the questions as the clock. So, like, once you've answered all four questions, then you can, like, wrap up. Right. The Just the idea of um, drafting the evidence is such a fun idea. It's so cool. It always ends up really great. Oh, my God. And then, like, each piece of evidence having a flaw on it that is kind of at like proportional to the impact of the evidence itself this is this is very very good i'm i'm actually i'm curious in the play test that you've done recently or or uh, i guess yeah just most recently but how long does it take to play this game um setup it's meant to be played in one session but that mm -hmm. session is like three to four hours yeah um setup itself because often like i have i have it structured so that you play as you read mm. um like in the setup steps when you get to the step where it's time to make the characters the characters are in the order that you create them oh okay yeah. um so it's it's very much like okay i've got this book i haven't read it yet let's play it mm. And you read through, like, all the guidance and stuff like that together. Or you can do it ahead of time if you're, like, the facilitator. Um, but when it's time to actually play, setup can take 30 minutes to an hour. Um, the sweet spot is around, like, 45, 50 minutes, really. You can get some really good stuff. Uh, and then actual play um, is anywhere between, like, two to three hours. It seems super it's freaky. it's long yeah. it's it's long it's it's 
probably longer than I want, but every single time that I've played all the way through it, it rips like full stop. It's great. It sounds awesome. Like you get you get four people together who are like who will go all in on this. I can imagine. I can just imagine how fun it would be to put this stuff together. Like the setup alone sounds like a fun game to me like i could just it, do the setup and be like i feel satisfied great. with that <laughs> here's the thing it's great it's so good um and the, the setup is really what's got me putting so much effort into the, the actual play um it's like there's there's so much cool stuff here i really want to do more mm. with like because you go through you spend an hour making a mystery right it wouldn't be satisfying if you're just like, well, cool. We, uh, I have a screenplay now. Done. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, this is this is very very good. Um, it's coming to Kickstarter in March. March March twenty ninth. March twenty ninth. Hell yeah! Very exciting. I believe that's the date. Let me check my uh calendar. Gasp. Uh, I. That's right. I use it. I yeah, last Tuesday of March, March 29th. I put the link in chat again for folks uh, in case you came in later and missed it the first time. I'm so excited about this. Who's who do you have set up uh, on the team for this? Who's who's working? Oh, on this damn. Game? We have a we have a we have a very good team. Let me pull up my list so that I get it all correct. <laughs> um, So first up, we've got me as design project manager, all that stuff, obviously. Um. I have a friend of a friend named Kevin Merritt coming in as a law consultant. So he's actually going to be taking a look at the game and the ways I present things to make sure that it's accurate, you know, within the realm of mm. being romanticized. I had a great conversation with him. He's super on board and super interested. That's awesome. Um, I'm really excited about it. Uh, we've got the very, very good uh, Will Yopst as editor. You chose um, the best. You got the best of I'm, the best. I'm so excited to finally like have a chance to work with Will. Um, it is my goal as a designer to work with as many people as possible. And I'm so stoked that we're finally able to make it work for Will. Will, um, Will leaves easily the best editing notes I've ever had on a project. I'm so excited for, for Will to look at one of these notes and just leave something. It's I'm, I'm hype. You're going to have a great time. Um, I've got a, a Twitter artist named Riot Bones to come on and do the cover art. Um, Riot uh, has some very, very cool art and is a huge fan of Phoenix Wright. Um, mm. So I'm very, very excited to have Riot Bones on to do the art. Did they do the art um, for the Kickstarter banner? No. Oh. That was the next person ah. on the list. Jam. Woo! Um, Julianne Munoz, uh, my wife, and the absolute top tier layout artist uh, in RPGs uh, <laughs> is coming on to do layout here and some additional like spot art and things like logo design and stuff like that. Um, I will not argue then, with you about Jam being number one layout artist in the scene. She kills it, dude. Ridiculous, she fucking kills it. Ridiculous, ridiculously good. Um, and then my friend Sam Fisher is coming on to do the interior art and the character art, um, which I think I can send you something. Yeah, I can send you something for that. If only 
personally if you want to. But that's I a, do that want to a, because this the art is amazing. That I'm is a stacked team. That is a hell it's of a, a team you've got there. It's a stacked fucking team, Spencer. I mean, I'm very I mean, I was already excited about the game just from the premise of it and just seeing like listening to you talk about it and seeing that very fun board that you all did in your playtest, but knowing that you've got all of these people here to just make this amazing, even though, I mean, even more amazing than it already is, hot damn. Hot damn, Nebit. It's it's gonna be good. I'm really excited about this game. <laughs> good. Excellent. Um, I mean, you mentioned Jam. Uh, you, you two obviously, as like a uh, a married design duo have worked on a couple of things together, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, what are what are some of the, like for folks at home? Like, what are some other things that they can look at to get a sense of like what the Nevin Jam connection is all about? Uh, well, you can head to dinoberryjam.com, uh, her website. Um, all of the games in there are projects that we have worked on uh, together um she did she did layout for the expansions that came with gun and slinger um she did the complete rebirth for what waits beneath um she did the interior layout and art for kitchen nightmares she did the layout for storyboarders um she did the layout for nova she did. which is yours <laughs> Uh, she did the layout for Logan and Autobio TTRPG, which is just beautiful. Um, I listed stuff that I was not involved in, but <laughs> it's because her stuff's just so good. It's ridiculous. Very, very good. Your stuff is good too, Nevin. Your stuff. Oh is yeah, good no, too. but my stuff's just the words. Ah yes, just the words. Oh, she's she's doing the layout for your in space and everything's fucked. Um, I'm yes, can we talk about that a little bit? That. We can talk about Spacebook if you want to talk about Spacebook. Just for like, a, just for a second, because I'm very excited about it. <laughs> from I mean, I remember you talking, like talking to me about this a while ago. So I'm, mm -hmm. I'm curious, sort of where it's it's at. Uh, it's in layout. Oh my god, that's so exciting. That's do you want to so see exciting. some? Do you want to see some fucked up art? <laughs> I do want to see because I know you've been, you've been, you did the art, right? You've been. I did the art for real, for space fucked, yeah. Real fucky art, real gnarly yeah. art. Um, I need to like pick something that's not too gruesome. Excellent. Probably perfect. <laughs> let me find my JPEGs. Uh, here I'll let you pick. Do you want, uh, do you want bits, creatures, machines? Or people or text? Uh, machines. Machines. Okay. I'm going to send you two, because I only have two in this folder. I'm sending you the big fucker and wheelbot. <laughs> These are just the scans, not, not like cleaned up and not put into layout. I will put them up here on the screen. Here is Big Fucker for you all. <laughs> that is a big fucker. Oh, I gotta like move this. So oh, it's kind of cropped, yeah. So you all can see <laughs> what's happening. It, it's laser blasting this thing in the corner. That is That's a, a little fucker. a little guy. A little guy who's gonna have a real bad day. That is awesome. Let me grab the other one here. I really like how Wheelbot 
turned out. It's a contour drawing I did. What's a contour drawing? I don't know shit about it. Uh, you draw it without ever picking up the pen. Oh, very cool. That's all one line. That's awesome. So there's Wheelbot for you. And then, as a reminder, here's Big Fucker. Oh my god, I love Big Fucker. <laughs> Big Fucker's good. So, oh, and by the way, uh, for folks who maybe you didn't see it before, this is some of the interior art for uh, Just a Car. Yeah, that is the character art by Sam Fisher, who you can find on Twitter at uh, Fire and Irons, I believe. Let me double check. Let me get it right. I'm uh, I'm really excited for for Spacebug. It's gonna be. It's Irons and Fire on Twitter Irons for and fire. Uh, for Sam. Excellent. Uh, I'm super excited for Spacebug. So, um, you're drawing the stuff like on paper and then scanning it in for it? Yep. I know that's what Jam did for like headers and Nova. Like she sent me pictures of like all of the like like practiced inking that she did before she scanned it. And that blew my mind. I was like, oh I didn't realize that you could do it that way. Because again, yep. I don't know anything about how art it's all works. it's all just on paper. Bunch of freaky little guys just on paper. Look at that freaky little guy. He actually I... had a smile it looked like. Maybe he's yeah, he's happy. He's in a vat. It's no big deal. Um, I'm actually inspired a lot by the stuff that Adam Vass did. Mm. Uh, like, watching Adam mess around with, like, different physical media and just, like, letting the art happen to some degree is, like, really inspiring. Right. Um, I've had a lot of fun looking up weird new ways to do art that I didn't know about. Like, I didn't know you could just make your own pin. What? You can just do that. Yeah, you can make a pin just like out of a out of a soda can. To draw with? Yeah. Let's see. I have no. I have no. I can't even imagine how you turn a soda can into a pen. <laughs> you just uh, you just fold it around like a pencil. Interesting. And then you just and you dip it in the ink. Some ink. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I, I gotta start messing around with stuff like that. Soda cans. I want to start. Yes, you should. Stuff like that. It's it's really fun to just like go and I mean to just do it and yeah. to not really care too much about how it you know you you one of my big things with art and doing art and why like doing the art for space fucked was so important for me mm -hmm. um is because I always in school had people telling me that my art sucked mm -hmm. and that I wasn't doing it right or that I was leaving too much white space here or there. Um, so I just kind of stopped doing it because everybody was being shitty. Um, but I saw these other styles that Adam was posting and that were like coming across my feed and stuff like that. And so, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do the art for space. Fuck. We're going to see how it goes. And it turns out I really like drawing <laughs> and I really like getting my hands dirty and like messing around with different methods of creating stuff like i learned screen printing so i could make the covers that's super cool um it's a lot of fun everybody should just get some crappy art supplies and just make stuff yeah you just, like just like you should you should just start writing your game you should just start making art 
That's actually a really good point because I do I absolutely subscribe to and advocate the idea of like just start writing. Like who cares? Who just gives do a it. Shit? Just, just start do writing. It. And I don't know why I never transferred that concept to the concept of doing art. Like for some reason that bridge just didn't get made. But that totally makes yeah. sense. Like just do it. Just start messing same, around. Same hat. Same same exact hat right here. That's very good. That's very good advice from Nevin folks that i will Thank be taking on uh, i guess i gotta go get my hands on some crappy art supplies hell yeah do it what do you like to draw with like what, what's like the medium of choice for you right now are you having the most fun? um i really like brush pens um because they just kind of go mm. um they're the the line weight is so like sensitive depending on the the brush pen that you use uh, um but it's it's very fun. It's very very flowing, and I really really like to use them. That and when I really want to get messy, the the folded pens are so much fun. Okay, cool. I'll, I'm I'm gonna get messy. I'm gonna get messy. Hell yeah! Do it! Do it! Do it! Do it! Do it! Something to show off soon. Oh, Cat's got a game jam coming up about people who say that they can't do it and they can and should. That's awesome. That's great. Hell yeah. Love that. Jams are a great opportunity for people to just like put something together. Just do it. We're just we're making a fun thing. Game jams rule. Game jams do rule. So you've got just a yeah. car that you're working mm -hmm. on. You've got Space Fucked, which is in layout right now. Mm -hmm. Um What other how many how many irons are in the fire, so to speak, for, for Nevin Holmes right now? Oh man. Too many. <laughs> Too many. Um, so Justicar is in March. Uh, I have the year like loosely outlined. Um, Justicar is in March. Um, Space Fucked will be releasing when it's done. We're going to do it the same way that we did uh, What Waits Beneath, probably. So, like a physical pre order window and then physical and digital release because we need time to produce these at home and ship them and everything. Um, so. Just a car, you're in space and everything's fucked. Um, neon dust is looking like it's picking up gas again. Unfortunately for me, I had some brain blasts about it. The bones are there. Um, check this out, Spencer. Yeah. It's in the Gun and Slinger universe. It is? It's going to be in so the Gun and Slinger. It's going to be in the Gun and Slinger universe set on the moon that was replaced. Yeah, yes. it's gonna. It, how do you how do you feel about uh, guns powered by CO two cartridges instead of black powder? Uh, I'm in love with it. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's really good. Um, Bastard swords and battle axe cyberpunk is is like the pitch for that. Oh, that's a very good pitch. I mm -hmm. I mean I had so much fun when we did the <laughs> the real wacky neon dust. It a was it's so ago. so different. God, hey. Uh, to anybody listening to this, don't be afraid to let a playtest prove that a game doesn't work in its current state. Um, it was such a good... I Man, it was a good lesson, and I'm glad that it happened. I'm disappointed <laughs> that the bone, like, it didn't work right, but what I'm making is going to be much better. There was an entire core system that just didn't work, um... And it's good that it didn't work because now I can do something cooler. Um, so Neon Dust is picking back up. 
Um, I have an untitled For the Queen inspired game about hanging out with your friends on the last day of your favorite MMO. Um, oh, nice. That, I, I actually just started physically prototyping it last night. It's a card-based game um, with two decks. One is like events and prompts and the other is loot. And you're going to have character sheets and there's like a, a countdown time component. So basically you are playing your favorite MMO with your friends on the day it shuts down. And you have like seven hours before it shuts down. So you go through these event cards and it's like, do I want to do this thing that takes more time, but is more interesting and might get me my last achievements? Or do I want to do this quick thing that'll just like hit a checkbox and be kind of quick? Um that I don't is know such if a it'll great work. idea for us, like a scenario, a setting. That's awesome. I'm really excited about it. I haven't designed anything like it before. I don't know if it's going to work. I think it'll be good. Um, and then that's a maybe for this year. Mm. I'm I'm working on it now. I'm hoping that it'll be quick to like make and get out. Um, but the big thing. The next big thing that's happening this year. How dare you list all of that and be like, but still. <laughs> um, well, because Neon Dust and the MMO thing are like maybes. Like, I would like to work on them this year. I'd like to do a small release between Justicar and this thing I'm about to say. Okay. Um, I will be crowdfunding uh, probably towards the end of this year a game uh, called Stand-Ins for the Apocalypse. Yes. Um, it's going to be huge and ridiculous and massive uh, and very important to me. And I don't have any of the details fleshed out about that crowdfunding campaign yet just because of how everything is. Right. Um, but I have a lot of very big ideas, and I know that Jam is incredibly excited about it, too. Um, is she going to be working on, on yeah. that? With, I mean, yeah. Yeah, is, yeah. is the assumption that you two will work on every project together or there's some probably it's like, okay <laughs> probably um but yeah stand-ins is a game uh inspired a lot by like <laughs> the vibes of like emo and post-punk mm -hmm. and math rock and it's about saving your town and your family and friends from an apocalypse that's coming to your town um it's like a weird it's it's got too much going on right now. I'm gonna have to cut back a lot. Um, but it's like a, a free form GM list like PBTA game um that has too many things that have playbooks. Um the current version of it's ridiculous. It's you've got your character playbook, which is like no dice, no master style. Right. Um you've got pbta style powers that you get from your instrument right um and then there's like a character sheet for the town um it's a lot there's a lot going on and i'm not sure yeah clove this is the uh this is the oops all playbooks game <laughs> it's the one it's that's it this is the one well i remember looking at a version of stand-ins like <laughs> I don't know, a year and a half Couple, ago or yeah, something year like and that. A half. Uh, mm -hmm. And it, it, I do remember it being like a PBTA game, and but like there were ideas of like your instruments playing together to like create chords and stuff like that. But yeah, it sounds so, like 
It's mm-hmm. very different from the version I read a long time ago. It's actually not that different oh, okay. is the thing. It's uh, a lot of the, the, the themes are all still there. Um, it's, it's, I, I want a lot of different things to work together. Um, in my head, I'm thinking like by having these different aspects, like these different types of character sheets in these kind of different mechanics, um, they're all the instruments in a band Mm. and on their own, they make a great noise. And I'm hoping that I can bring them together to make it a song. Is it is a really corny fucking way of, of talking about it. It's perfect. But, it's but the perfect analogy. Have you met me? I'm incredibly corny. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I really think that it'll work. I've just got a lot that needs to be figured out still on that one. Hell yeah. So that's the other big one. So that's the big one. Just a car here in the first early part of the year. Stand-ins mm-hmm. coming later on down the line. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. With some real rad stuff possibly getting peppered in between. Hopefully. Hell yeah. I would like to I would like to finish a game purely so I can stop thinking about it. Oh, wouldn't that be nice to be released? Have you it? ever have you ever finished a game? No. <laughs> hey chat, y'all ever finished a game before? I don't think I've ever been finished with a game. A, a game has never released its grip for me, even after I thought I had <laughs> released it. it. It didn't let go of me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, unfortunately, even even Gun and Slinger still has its claws in me. Well, yeah, I mean, now that you're bringing the uh, Neon Dust into the GNS universe and everything, which is a I can't brilliant fucking move, by the way. Thank you. I think I think it's gonna be good. Uh, I have Viditia Valetti to thank for that. Viditia is a brilliant, brilliant person. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> smart people are a bad influence it's it's fucked up right because they give you like (laughs) advice and guidance that like oh now i have more work to do because this Mm -hmm, person is right mm -hmm, about this mm -hmm. exactly that's awesome oh my god too many projects spencer we we live in a perpetual project land i mean are you with all the stuff that you've got planning are you (laughs) are you hoping to to do that deep dive into the doing it full-time sort of thing is that probably not okay probably not honestly um i i would like for it to provide additional income for sure right um but i kind of really like my day job Mm. sometimes um i like the direction it's taking me and i have a lot of security there Mm. i don't i don't want to leave that right um so i I don't want to go full-time with this um but i do want to do it yeah i hear you i hear you i'm in the same space i'm in the same space like there's always that weird temptation of like well what if i just did it what if i just tried to do it oh yeah there there are definitely days where i'm sitting at my desk at work and john tacos is my in the chat is my coworker. Um, uh, there are definitely days where I'm sitting at my desk and I'm just going, I could just, I could just leave. I could probably do it. Right. Maybe. I don't know. Um, but I don't, I don't think I will. Yeah. Something, something incredibly life-changing would have to happen for me to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, we just need just a car to explode. Right. So everybody go back just a car. So that yeah, it explodes. Let, uh, Give me a million dollars for just a car. 
I think it should happen. That's not too much to ask. I that's think not too that's much, reasonable right? to ask. I think that's great. I'm not going to worry about what that would do to my taxes, but... <laughs> oh, God. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. Yeah. Sam mentions, like, just get it. Let's get a Justicar just Netflix show going. Let's just get... We just have to make the Justicar universe, right? That'd be pretty good. That'd I would watch, good, like, a yeah. Gun and Slinger show for sure oh no hesitation are you kidding me that'd be great a gun and slinger graphic novel nevin read it in a heartbeat that'd be good that'd be really good so anyway that's your that's the next thing you should do (laughs) man i'm still i'm still working on trying to get friends at the table to play to play gun and slinger (laughs) they've been doing some wild stuff in song fiel and i just keep hearing it and going you all should play you all should play gun and slinger in song fiel please wouldn't that be cool? Wouldn't that be cool? It'd be great. Gun and Slinger, the breakfast cereal. There we go. Delicious. It's little bullets. A <laughs> bowl of bullets. <laughs> it's a it's a bowl of like bullets and flowers. Yeah, that's perfect. That would be really perfect. And then there's a there's a toy in there which is like a loaded gun. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I was gonna say like you know a cute little twist miniature or something, but no, sure, a loaded gun. A loaded gun. I mean that would be very on brand, very good. <laughs> he just, just pour a bowl of cereal and a Glock falls out of the box. God, that'd be a lot. That would be a lot. Probably not high up on your list of things to do right now. It might have just jumped to the top. No, that makes sense. <laughs> what better way to make money? Exactly. Um, oh my goodness, Nevin, you've got some real cool shit going on. I'm really, really excited about all of this. Thank you very much. I am also excited and very nervous. Sure, makes sense. <laughs> um, is there anything else that you wanted to chat about? Is there anything else that's like living in the top of your brain that you're like, I really gotta get this out of my head? No, not really. Okay. Um, did you have any like specific questions about Justicar or anything? I think, I mean, I got, like, getting the rundown is very, very cool. I wanted to know about playtime. You, like, in your description, like, talking about the setup and all the rules is very cool. I, oh, I guess here's my question for you. This is actually, this, this actually jumps to my mind and it seems very important. If somebody knows, like, fuck all about the legal system, um... Do you have, like, stuff in the, the game to, like, onboard people who, like, don't know enough? Like, if they've never watched, like, a court procedural show or something like that, but they're interested, like, you're you're getting your, you're trying to convince your friend to play, and they're like, I've never watched any of these things or played any of these things. Like, what's that experience like for those folks? I think that the game does a pretty good job of being, like, it's inspired by these, but you don't need to know them. Mm um obviously as with anything being familiar with touchstones helps but the 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 real thing about justicart this is the truth um is that i mean it's it's less about the legal aspect of it it's Mm. it's it is a mystery game wrapped in courtroom dressing um there the thing that's more important is reading the player guidance throughout the game because that will just teach you how to play it how to role play in this game how to have discussions how to lean into dramatic irony um 
and the tropes of the media that it's inspired by are built into the characters um the tropes of like everybody has a secret everybody has a motive um the witnesses will have an outburst uh people will lie um that's all built into the meat of the game so that it seamlessly guides you to create and play through and experience that kind of thing calling it a mystery like that that it's a mystery game sort of wrapped in the trappings of a court procedure is i think brilliant i mean that makes that makes a lot of sense to me uh and i think that's something that a lot of people will be able to latch on to very quickly and excitedly because like Playing out mysteries is very fun, but the concept of also building the mystery and then solving it is even more fun. Like that, I know I mentioned it before, but like the setup alone sounds like a really cool experience to me. It's really good. Um, thank you very much, Spencer. And yeah, that's that's I mean, that's specifically why the tagline for the game is a mystery game of courtroom drama for four players. Mystery is the second word. Yeah. The first, if you don't count, ah. <laughs> right. <laughs> the first substantial word in the, the pitch. That's awesome. I'm I'm really, really excited about it. I can't wait for it. Uh, it's going to be uh, agonizing to wait two months for it to launch in the first place. I can't, I can't wait. Um, but I, uh, I cannot wait to see this explode. Because it will explode, folks. You, I hope so. We're all here to make that happen. <laughs> so I've put the link in the chat. A couple times for folks who are like listening to this in podcast version, all the links to this stuff will be down in the description or on YouTube or all that. So go click. And if those you don't, links. if you don't check descriptions, it's bytes dot rip slash justy car. Nice. B y t e s dot r i p slash j u s t i c a r. Love it. Yeah, Nevin, tell the fine folks at home where they can find all of your good good stuff. Absolutely. Well. First, like I just said, you can find Just a Car there, and you should go there right now and either follow it to be notified when it goes live or back it uh, so that it can exist. Um, you can find... A, the, the best place to find my stuff is to go to nevin.games, um, N-E-V-Y-N.games. Um, that has all my links to everything. Uh, if you just want to see the garbage I post on Twitter, it's at Fork20. Um I'm tweeting a lot about Gundam right now because I'm watching through it again. Um, I'm on Zeta Gundam, if that means anything to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you can find physical copies of our games at a lot of places. Um, first and foremost, you can head to dinoberryjam.com. You can find physical GNS, uh, What Waits Beneath, and Kitchen Nightmares, which I made with Chris Pizzette. That game rips. Um, you can also head to Floating Chair Club or Exalted Funeral to pick up copies of GNS and Kitchen Nightmares. Hell yeah. Hell and my on. articles on Dicebreaker. Yes. Nevin has some fantastic articles up on Dicebreaker as well. Grab yourself a copy of Gun and Slinger if you don't have one already. It's unbelievably cool. So much fun just to flip through. Uh, it should give you some a really good indication of how uh, amazingly talented Nevin is at design uh, and should make you very excited about Justicar. So go buy Gun and Slinger, 
then go follow the Justicar thing, then back Justicar, and then, you know, just keep doing the thing. Keep supporting them, because... Yeah, keep giving me money, please. I think you should do it. I, that's my recommendation. <laughs> As a doctor, uh, it's my my advice. My, I prescribe can you, you can all. Can you write a prescription? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> finally, Perfect. finally, this degree is paying off. Finally. Um. Well, thank you very much, Nevin, for being here and chatting with me. Thanks to everybody in chat uh, who joined us today. This was a lot of fun. Um, I will be back next week. Next week, we kick off uh, February coffee break. Uh, I will have Vince on. You might know Vince as Dichotomous Prime on Twitter, the creator of the Tabletop Chop Shop uh, hashtag. So I'm very, very excited to be talking to Vince next week. Uh, and then I have a whole bunch of other people that have immediately fell out of my brain, but it's going to be a fun month. Uh, have yourselves a wonderful rest of your Monday. Nope, not Monday, Sunday. It fucking better not be Oof, Monday. Oh my terrifying God. for a second there. Have a great rest of your morning, afternoon, evening, wherever it is you are, folks, and we will talk to you later. Bye. Bye.